what I did then is like really start to see the the beauty around here. And I was just like, man, this is like the greatest place to raise kids. It feels so safe. Everything's gorgeous. I love these rivers. I love the these hills. hills. I, you oh know, I mean, just everything about it. Like I'm, I'm obsessed with the Palouse. Like I could just like take pictures of the Palouse all day and it'll be like 400 of the same picture, you know, when you look <laughs> at it, but it was like, it looked so cool. Welcome to the Old Spiral Podcast. My name is Brian Grimm, and as always, sitting with me is Drew Evans. Drew, say hi to everybody. Hello, everyone. So I was downtown last week walking around, and I noticed some paintings that I really liked, and I said, hey, I know who did those. Those are by Jamie Laws. Hmm. And so Jamie is a great local artist, and we had her in for our first artist spotlight. Yeah, it was really fun, and it was a cool way to kick off our artist spotlights, and it was just really great to listen uh, to Jamie talk about her process and, and what inspires her to do art. Yes, and you can find her art kind of all over the valley. She was saying that uh, she makes stickers, she makes canvas art, earrings, magnets, a whole bunch of stuff that we'll cover in the episode. Yeah. But she was saying how much fun it is when she sees a, a sticker on somebody's car walking around town. And it's like, hey, I did that. And yeah. it's, it's neat talking to a local artist, which is a part of the series we want to keep doing, I think. Mm-hmm. I think uh, I think it was a, a great way to shine light on um, on just art in the Valley in general. I, I, I guess when I was growing up, and even now, I don't really think about the Valley as being synonymous with art. But it turns out we have a lot of really good artists, and, and I'm learning that all the time. We do. And we're not just talking about painters, which there are a lot of great painters in the Valley. Uh, and that's paint, draw. when I say painter, I mean art like you would think, of uh, drawing, charcoal, all that stuff, all those mm-hmm. mediums, but uh, musicians and writers and all that stuff. Right. Documentarians. That's true. It's true. This valley is a wealth of, of good stuff. And speaking of, of wealth of good stuff that the valley has, let's cover some of the events that are happening this weekend. Let's do it. This Friday, this Friday is... Valentine's Day. How about that? How about that? So what are you going to do on Valentine's Day, Drew? You thought about it yet? <sighs> well, I imagine Rachel and I will go to dinner. Dinner? Yes. Uh, that should be fun and delicious. And those are my plans. I like your plans, Drew. Are you going to get her a flower or anything? Well, I can't say that over the air. Oh, taking su- all the surprise out it of it? might be a surprise <laughs> what I'm getting her. Okay, well... Friday, Valentine's Day, what's going down? Turns out quite a lot. Yeah. There's another Abundance, Gregory Ray's hosting those at Deja Vu Yoga Studios. And then, uh, oh, 7 p.m., that's what time it's at. Yep. Some other stuff that's happening Friday, uh, Spiral Rock. Now, that's a vineyard in Lewiston, and they're on the Spiral Highway, correct? That is correct. Well, they're doing a Valentine's Day event starting at 5 o'clock for all you lovebirds that won't like wine as well. The wine lovebirds out there. <laughs> wine birds. That's right. And if you want some delicious food, uh, not only is Meriwether's ha- uh, Bistro having a uh, Valentine's Day dinner, but at 6.30, uh, Shania Rollis is going to start playing and to, I don't know, some ambiance. She does some good love songs. It's just going to be an all-around good time. Cool. 
Ooh, ooh, this one's for all the chocolate lovers out there. Parejas Cellars in downtown Clarkston's having a Valentine's chocolate slash they're bringing out their 2016 Syrah. Ooh, it's been nice and aged for you, breaking it out on Valentine's Day, and you can go and taste some chocolate and have some wine, and that sounds like a great time. And that starts at 3, so you can get out a little earlier. Also this Friday, Valentine's Day, if you like a good rhyme... Ruben Ray is playing Valentine's Day at Paray Ha Cellars down in Clarkston. And that was a little lame, but I'm keeping it in. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, there's lots of stuff happening on Valentine's Day. Uh, get out there. Go have a good time. Drew, what's happening on Saturday the 15th? Yeah, so the day after, it looks like there's a Valentine's Day after at the Crawl Space in Lewiston, of course. And that starts at 9 p.m., uh, music by Henry Funk is going to be happening at Pareja Cellars in Clarkston, February 15th at 7. Then it looks like, um, this one sounds kind of cool. There's a, an event called These Ladies Rock Tour that's happening at the Third Wheel in Lewiston. And that's actually both Friday, February 14th and Saturday, February 15th. So go check that out. Also happening Saturday on the 15th is Super Sale 2020 at the Fairgrounds in Lewiston. This sounds pretty cool. I guess it's uh, apparently the region's largest indoor yard sale. Oh, wow. That's really cool. Yeah. I'm going to go check that out. It sounds awesome. Is that on the 15th? On the 15th. I bet that's something that we could all do as a group. Caitlin would love that. That's very true. We'll put it down. Uh, also, wine glass painting at Prejas. Prejas has a bunch of events. Man, it's Shout a cool little guys. space. They do a lot of stuff. Yeah, that's also the 15th, and that starts at noon. And I think that's it for now. Well, cool. That was a lot of fun stuff. Like I said, Jamie Laws came in for our first Artist Spotlight. I can't wait to keep doing more of these. We'll probably do another one in a few weeks. Um, Drew, what's a, what's something you learned about Jamie today that was fun in our interview? Um, I, I felt a connection with her in our mutual love of punk. Ah, yes. I thought that was cool. I loved all of her awesome tattoos. She did have a, a bevy of great tattoos. All right. Well, Drew, do you have anything else? Uh, stick around and listen to the episode. It was a good one. that Jim had, like, taken his whole drumming style from Dave Grohl's, um, like, when he was doing <clears throat> songs for the deaf, um, you know, uh, for um, Queens of the Stone Age. Yeah, yeah. So he drummed on that album, you know. And um, uh, especially from No One Knows, because that song had just, like, really blown up, but it had been out for a while. And I was like, and so I, I messaged their, like, uh, band email, and I was like, is it just me or did you like totally take all your inspiration from this song? And Jim was like, yeah, you know, I'm That's super great. into the Queens of Stone oh, Age. Right. <laughs> so we were, and we knew each other since uh, 1981. So we started talking and. Did, so you knew each other, but my... you hadn't really like uh, interacted much before that? Yeah, we I mean, we went to, we went to elementary school and junior high and high school together. Where was that? 
Uh, well, we we met at Webster uh-huh. in fourth grade. We actually yeah. got married on the playground of Webster. Uh, I That's think awesome. I saw that. Yeah, so we have some really cool wedding photos. But uh, that was Jim's thing. He want, he was like, let's can we get married at Webster since we met there? Yeah. And cool. uh, so I was like, yeah. And then we just had this like epic epic party after. It was like uh, we had open mic for our reception because nice. we have so many musician friends. Oh yeah. And we were just like, bring your instruments, except you don't need to bring a drum kit, obviously, you know. And then people just came and they just like jammed to play stuff together what's cool is that a lot of those guys had played in different bands together or and a ton of them came over from seattle because jim had been living there it was really fun that's cool yeah well generally before we start recording i'll let you know but i just started recording because that was a great story oh okay uh, so that's it doesn't, fine. Yeah. it doesn't have to go into the episode because you weren't prepared <laughs> it's, it's but... fine i don't care i mean i, I told that story a hundred thousand times because i think <laughs> no, it's, it's fun. fun no that is fun that's why i started recording it's like oh this is great so yeah drew just so you know i pushed the r button Sweet. and we are live actually but so i just wanted to say real quick we're here with jamie laws yeah, and yeah. you're a local artist. Yes. And you brought us some great stickers. I got an awesome holographic sticker of the Blue Bridge. Yeah, yeah that was really cool. Thank you. Uh, and then Drew, how's it going? Doing good. Good. Well, we're we were really glad to have you in because you. we wanted to do an artist spotlight. So I don't know if you've listened to the podcast before. We're pretty new. I'm uh, like a hundred, and so I have not. I'm really bad at at figuring out podcasts. Like, it took my kids had to like show me where the app was on the phone. Okay. Anyway, and so I'm just starting to listen to podcasts. <laughs> but I will listen to your podcast. Oh obviously. no, no, it's yeah. fine, it's fine. Because I mean, just, I do, uh, it's all local stuff. It's and all local stuff. That's I'm super into this like region. We know you are, and it's not only local stuff, but it's like fun. Uh, current events, past right. events, all really cool stuff. Fun people like okay. you coming Thanks. in. And I'm not then, fun. That's what I like to tell people. I'm not fun. Yeah, <laughs> right. I don't know if I believe you. You've been in here five minutes, and I, I think that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> but that gives you a lot to live up to if everybody thinks you're fun. All right. We're here with no fun, Jamie That's Laws. right. No fun. Not fun. <laughs> <laughs> and so I guess the best way to get started <clears throat> is just kind of tell us a little bit about, obviously, you're from here. Uh, you, you went to school at Webster. Yeah, yeah, I was born here in 1972. Oh, St. Joseph Hospital? Yeah, yeah. St. Joe's alumni, 1972. Yes, see, I was yeah. class of 92. <laughs> wow, see, I'm like, I told you I'm like 100, so. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so I have at least one child your age. Um, <laughs> at least? So, well, you I, have don't fi- know I have about. five kids. Okay, and, great. And yeah, the oldest one um, is, gosh, she's going to be 27 this year. Wow. And uh, that's the one that would be right around your age. Yeah, I just turned yeah. 28. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then I also have um, one that's going to be turning 24, one that just turned 21, and one that just turned 18. And then I have an eight-year-old. Oh, boy. Yeah. So anyway, I was born here, and, um, you know, my whole family's from around this area. Like, my grandparents... On my mom's side, they're from, you know, like the towns that are out in the middle of nowhere, like headquarters and uh, we, I, I Oh, believe. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so they had like logging, you know, that's the family history there. And um, so my, my parents moved when I was two to Boise so my dad could go to BSU. Oh, that's neat. Yeah. What did he do at BSU? Um, my dad's a plumber. Oh, okay. But he's actually um, not. He's like became like a plumber, pipe fitter, gas fitter. You know, oh, like yeah, the whole a, works. he's a, kind of a jack of all trades. He's yeah. like a renaissance man. 
And he can do anything. People are all, I mean, he's his own show. It's but. nice. <laughs> Kate, Caitlin's dad is a lot like that, and he helped us with the renovations oh, on yeah. this house. They're, they're a great uh, person to have around. We, um, in my entire life, have never called a repair person. Nice. My uh, In my family, we just never have. Because either my dad can fix it, or my dad knows somebody who can fix it. And so... I hear they cost a lot of money and so it's good not to have to do that. So then um, Boise, uh, my parents hated Boise a lot. Oh, um, really? Yeah, a lot of bad stuff happened to us in Boise. Like oh. just, you know, my parents were struggling. My dad was in college and... That's a hard time. Yeah, and I, I broke my collarbone. I was like two and... Oh, that's um, Yeah, so they just had a lot of, you know, I was I was like super wild. I have ADHD, you can tell how I talk. Um, <laughs> so I was all over the place and constantly getting hurt. So then my parents, just as soon as my dad graduated, moved back up here. And then I lived here and went to Webster uh, Elementary and then Jennifer and then uh, LHS. Graduated nice. early. Good job. When I was 17. Um, and then I moved to the Seattle area and I lived there for about a year. And then I moved to Portland and I lived there for almost two years and then I had, at that time, I had my daughter, Paige. Okay. And um, her dad is an interesting person. And well, I bet <laughs> we all that time again. in the Seattle. So I needed and, to come home. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it's a nice place, too. But I bet all that time in the Seattle and Portland area, uh, were you doing art at that time while you were I there? I have never not done art. Well, okay. actually, um, so I kind of take that back. I took a, a break for probably... Uh, almost 10 years. Um, so of my five children, two of them are severely autistic. Oh. Um, and my daughter, Emma, who will be 24 in May, um, she was the first one who was diagnosed. So when she was diagnosed with autism, um, that was like so long ago. It was 22 years ago. So there weren't that many kids who had autism. The internet was like a right. piece of garbage, you know? So I was like trying to find resources and I spent all my time just trying to help her and I was working full time at the time. So Yeah, um, you had a lot on your plate. Yeah, so I just stopped I stopped doing art actually, weirdly. Um and then uh it had been about ten years since I had done a painting and I was just like, I have got to start again. You know, yeah. This is seriously missing in my life. And it was almost like therapy for me to start again. Well, ten years later you probably got pretty good at it i mean it's no, a, no i would have been way better if i had no continued i meant at being to do a, it being, <laughs> kind of being a, a mom to mm. to yeah you're i'm sure you got it down a little bit better yeah and, i mean and, and at this point um so i i don't work outside the home anymore because i mean obviously i have two kids who um you know need like 24 hour um care and supervision and therapy mm -hmm. and all these things and and organizing all that is is a full time job. So oh, yeah. that's what I do. And then I paint. That's my like side hustle. But also, um, I try to paint every day mm -hmm. because um, I'm always trying to get better. And also because it's like my zen time. Yeah, yeah. You definitely yeah. need something like that. Mm -hmm. yeah. 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 This is this room is my zen time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's cool down here. Um, you know, and it's with Jim and I. It's um, you know, we kind of try to, you know, I mean, so he, obviously I'm, I'm always in mom mode, so I take uh -huh. over a lot more. And so he gets, to, he's gotten to do his, uh, his stuff a lot more. Yeah. That's but I'm, with I'm, the seven devils. Yeah. Yeah. But this last, um, yeah, so he plays gigs all the time and then he does like little, you know, other projects, but, okay. um, when I, uh, it was when I turned 47, I was like, uh, 
Jer- did you watch Seinfeld? You know, the summer oh, yeah. of George, you know, where he's like, oh. it's the summer of George. You know, it's <laughs> yeah. like all going to be about Drew's George. A big Seinfeld fan. Yeah. Um, okay. So, you know, and uh, so when I turned 47, I was like, it's the summer of Jamie. Like, I'm going to just focus on my art and you're going to have to make room for that. So, so did you did you study art in school or in college or um, how did, how did you get started doing art? And- okay, so kind of not really. I have uh, my I asked my mom how early I started doing mm-hmm. art because I don't really remember. I okay, have so always it goes done back art. a long way. And she said I started painting with watercolors when I was three. Uh, my aunt is a professional artist. Mm. My dad is incredibly artistic. He's he is a great artist, um, but he doesn't really do art. That's not okay. his thing. My aunt still works as a um, she owns Stevenson Signs in um, Asotin, so she does lettering mostly. She paints all the windows in town that have Christmas stuff on them at Christmas time. Oh yeah, those yeah, are always you, really nice. Yeah, when you see those, yeah, that's all. That's my aunt. Like, oh, that's so cool. And, yeah, and she's you know like <laughs> old, and she's still out there. <laughs> doing it you know so I she's she's awesome she's a badass um and so my parents always just really encouraged that and Mm -hmm. I was never interested in like toys or anything I was only interested in like making stuff Hmm. so that's just what I've done and then when I was in elementary school they put me in Nova um yeah with like Art Nova yeah my brother was in Smart Nova and I was in Art Nova he always liked to point that out and uh, so then they, they like would take me to the college and, you know, I'd work, uh, do stuff over there and they wanted me to do different stuff. And then in junior high, I mean, I took art all through, yeah. but I, you know, it, even when I was in college, um, like I had learned all the stuff they were teaching basically. Um, and that would become apparent like on my first day. And then they would kind of just let me do like independent study. You know, it's okay. like, okay, just create art and then we'll, you know, kind of critique it. Right. Which when I was younger, I was terrible about that. You terrible didn't like about getting it. critiqued? No. So uh, Ray Esparson. <laughs> yeah, I know Ray. Yeah, I took an so, art class from him. Yeah, but... yeah. Ray's awesome. And then um, we, we know that his kids too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. N- yeah. 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 And then also step kids, uh, Nathaniel oh, right, Tucker yeah. and, and Simone. So um, I... Uh, Anyway, Ray, I was like 23. I went to, to college at LCSE. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't finish because I got pregnant again. I was quite a fertile young lady. And anyway, <laughs> <laughs> but when I did take uh, art classes with him, he just wanted me to do independent study. So I would do these paintings and I would bring them in and then he would be like, okay, this is what's wrong. And, and he's then not I would afraid just, to tell you what's wrong. Either. Oh, God, no. And that's great yeah. about him. It's I good. love it. Yeah. And we He's have a great relationship hilarious. now. Yeah, and I'd be like, I'd just be super butthurt, you know, just be like, what? No, it's great. <laughs> and then I look back on that stuff, it's just embarrassing. Like, right. as an artist, you know, like, you hate everything you did before. <laughs> like, right. Well, no, that goes for, um, oh, excuse me. <clears throat> that like, goes for me with the songs that mm-hmm. I've written. Yeah. Or even yeah. as we put these episodes up on yeah. podcasts, just my editing skills is right. getting better. And um, you look back going and like, back and listening back to those like first things the I first bands I was in, it's just yeah. like, ugh. Yeah, and you're like, yeah. I don't even like ooh, that kind of music I anymore. I a CD of myself playing music at age 15 somewhere, mm. and yeah. it is bad. Cringe-tastic, right? Holy cow. Um, I actually don't have um, 
much of my art that I created before I was like 20 because I would just throw it away. Yeah. I just threw it away all the time. Well, you just do it all the time. It's not. Yeah. And also I would be like, ugh, and you know, you come across and you're like, ugh, that's embarrassing. You know, you want to just like throw it in the fire. (laughs) But, um, my, I think some of, I mean, my brother has a painting I did a million years ago and, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I don't know. There's a little bit that, that didn't end up in the dumpster, <laughs> you know. So what, what's inspired you to do art over the years? Like what, what kind of themes or transitions have you come across and what really makes you feel like I need to paint? Well, um, okay. So I've always painted women. Mm-hmm. Um, I started, you know, I mean, it's that sort of like you write what you know, you play what you know, you paint what you know. Yeah. And um, you've got a lot of really great body positivity art too. Yeah. That, that really has like. really become my focus in probably the last like four years. Um, so I painted, uh, when I was younger, I was really into surrealists like Dolly and mm. I've always been super into Frida Kahlo. I mean, I obviously have this Frida Kahlo tattoo. Yeah. You got some great tattoos. Thank you. Um, so I, I painted like really weird stuff. Like, you know, you would expect, you know, melting rainbow ladies, but, uh, it was always <laughs> women. And then, um, you know, I'm a strong, you know, feminist and, and advocate for women and, And, you know, then I have three daughters. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, all of that sort of plays in together. And then also just watching the women in my life, like my grandmothers were both really strong and like got through a lot of hard times and, and just, you know, seeing how they kind of rise above and and continue to persevere. It's nice to have that positive influence. Yeah. Yeah. And even when things are hard, they still, you know, just keep on going, you know, keeping it together and making do. So i um, just always been really inspired by that. And so as time goes on, um, when I got back into painting, I decided to paint 100 paintings of women. And that's how I started. Because, you know, I don't like to do anything What small. gave you that idea? Oh, you don't like to do anything small, I like small, to huh? just, just really go for, go for it. Yeah, like I don't half-ass anything. <laughs> it is like full-ass always. And so, um, yeah, so that was like in 2006. Okay. And then I put up this big, you know, it was like MySpace days. How long did it take you? Um, okay, so it would have taken me less time, but I cut my hand. Oh. Uh, I cut the tendon, actually, on hey. my knuckle uh, by my pinky and on my right hand, obviously. How'd you manage that? Um, so I was throwing away a broken pickle jar. Oh. And it popped up, like, you know, it hit the yep. edge of the trash can and just sliced my hand open. Wow. And because uh, it broke in my car. Yeah. Um, yeah, my daughter loves pickles, my autistic daughter. And so I was like one of those giant pickle jars and it broke. And so I was just like out and about. Yeah. And I was like trying to throw it away in like a smaller trash can, cut my hand open, had to drive myself to St. Joe's and watch him stitch it up. But, um, so I couldn't even hold a paintbrush for probably two months. It was really hard. But even that said, I did get them all done in a year. Good. So was that tr- sort of like the parameters that you set out for yourself? Yeah, it was like I have to get 100, 100 paintings, which is to me now kind of laughable because like I did, um, oh my gosh, I I do 100 paintings in a year easy and now I'm just <laughs> trying to crank out more work and it's not really just like crank it out like it's garbage and I'm trying to just do it really fast, but I'm trying to... Um, I'm really trying to improve. So I have to pay every day. Well, that's how you do get good at anything. It's right. that, that 10,000 hours thing that you just have to put the time right. in. Yeah. 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 And, um, you know, and I see like a million flaws in everything that I do, you know. and It's funny because no one else probably does. Right. But as the artist, you just see or mm-hmm. hear oh, yeah. everything. Yeah. 
Well, and and um, my people are like, well, you should do like painting videos, and I, you know, because those are really big on YouTube. Sure. And it's like if I did painting videos, people would just watch me like screw up and then try to fix it. Like that's how I paint. <laughs> like <laughs> I just paint, you know, and it's like, oh wait, that's wrong, and then I have to fix that, and then, and um, I'm a I'm a multimedia artist, so um, that means I use like a ton of different stuff in one piece. Um, oh, I, I use see. oil pastels, pen pastels, color pencils, markers. All in one picture. Acrylics. Yeah, it's all, that's what's in one. I mean, every time you look at a piece, it's got, it's made of, you know, six different mediums. So. Yeah, and that's that's one of the questions I had here was, you know, what medium do you use? And then do you, ever, do you ever do? <laughs> Except for oil. I don't use oil. Oh, okay. And do you ever do anything besides painting? Like, do you ever sculpt or get into photography or anything like that? Um, Some murals. I, I have, yes. Um, actually, I do. Uh, I've done mosaic work. A lot of that. Um, I've done stained glass and tile mosaic, and um, that's the thing I like to do, kind of on the side, um, and I really enjoy it. But I and I have done sculpting. I'm not very good at it. Like I feel like here's here's what I think. I think that everyone when people say like, "Oh, I'm not artistic at all. Mm-hmm. I don't have any. I can't do anything. I have an artistic bone in my body." Um, I just think, I just tell them, yeah, you do. You just don't know what it is yet because everybody, there's so many different ways that you can express yourself artistically. It might be dance. It might be writing. It might be poetry. It might be sculpting. It might be chainsaw, chainsaw, totally, exactly. Like you don't know until you try and mm-hmm. then people just find that thing that just makes their soul sing you know well, they're like wow this is can it. be considered art absolutely yeah horticulture in- interior yeah interior decorating yeah. all sorts of stuff so yeah. i just mean comes i don't down think to emotion right exactly I mean, what yeah. what you feel and how you can express that visually and then if people you know and it's like anything um you can't just expect to be fantastic no. right you know i did you guys Gotta put listen the to the game in. grumps what is that game? Do you, do you listen to the Game Grumps? Have you? No. My kids are really into them. Um, oh wow, you should listen to them. They're awesome. Anyways, that's. Um, but there's one where there's they're they're talking to each other, and one of them's like, "I didn't, you know, like basically I'll clean it up for the." <laughs> basically, like I didn't come out of my mom playing Mozart. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, or no, drawing Mozart is what it's sure. Called. Yeah, like you don't just. Um, you don't just start out that way. You have right. to put the hours in. And so if you just try to draw and you're like, well, I suck at this, you know, I mean, I can't even tell you how many times I've tried to do something and I've been like, well, I suck at that. You I'm, know? I'm I just not very keep going. good at drawing, but yeah. I have a lot of fun doing it. And if I spent, more, yeah. I know if I spent more time at it, I could get better. Yeah. Sure. But they're laughable. And, and even in that way, like, um, Maybe portraiture isn't that you know people always try to do people, oh, and it's like maybe that's not your skill. Maybe you'd be an amazing um, abstract artist. Maybe mm-hmm. you'd be an amazing surrealist artist. You know, wildlife artist, nature. Sure. You don't know. Yeah. So. so with all of this time that you you've spent honing in your skills and painting and whatnot, I imagine you've probably had a few art shows. Oh yeah. Could you yeah. talk about maybe your first one and where where was that at and when was that? Oh. Gosh, I don't, I don't really know when the first one. I mean, I don't really know when I first started showing my work. I showed my work all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, after I started getting back into painting, um, I had, um, I had a show in Chicago at, oh, wow. at um, the 
uh, at a the Dankhaus or Donkhaus or however you say it. It's like a German thing. Um, so they they contacted me and the curator did, and then she stole everyone's paintings. So that was cool. Wow. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I think I saw something on Facebook about yeah. that recently. Oh, no, no, or is yeah. that a different thing? That was a different thing. Where just I, happens. Yeah, if I farm my paintings out, you know, sometimes I just don't get them back. And so that's... Because you could put them up like uh, like if a restaurant wanted or a business exactly. wanted to hang them and sell them. You could hang them and have your price right. tag on them. Yeah, yeah I put um, I put some art into a, a to like a collective, you know, and, and they were just like cruising around in, in Spokane. And mm-hmm. I got about... Um, half of those back, but at least I got some back. I didn't think I was going to get any back. That's right. really interesting. I never yeah. considered that, like how you kind of, especially when you're talking about the volume that you're talking about, oh, where yeah. you're painting every day. Oh yeah, it's probably hard to keep track of where everything oh, it's is. Super super hard. Yeah. And then, um, and then I also had um, I there was a, a Day of the Dead show they do in at a uh, place in uh, gallery in Minneapolis, and they contacted me and I did started putting work in there. Mostly in town, I've done um, Art Walk, like, seven years, Mm -hmm. I think. Yeah, I think this last year was my seventh year. And, or maybe it was my eighth year. Um, Anyway. That's downtown Lewiston's Art Walk, right? Yes, yeah. And do you, where do you, where are you located when you do that? I'm almost always at Northwest Media. Um, I love uh, that building and the people, everybody who works there is super awesome. And um, they're really great with me, like, letting me just sort of do my own thing. And I really appreciate that. And um, they just like whatever I put up there. <laughs> so, That's I mean, cool. as far as I know. And then um, I always bring my husband, so I come with free music, you know. So that's, right, that's cool. Yeah. Um, so I, I do that every year. And then I show um, at least two or three times a year or in – in different capacities with Art Uncorked downtown. So that's um, Mindy Van Horn's um, Mm -hmm. business, which is just awesome. And Mindy just won an award. She did. And she super, super deserved that because she's, um, God, she does so much for the vitality of this community. Um, Yeah. So very well deserved. And I really like um, showing down there. Mindy and I grew up together. Mm -hmm. We've been friends since we were five. (laughs) We literally lived one block apart. Yeah. Yeah, since 1978, I believe, 77. Anyway. That's awesome. Yeah, so we got some fun pictures of us Do you want me to bleep that kids. date out later? Nah, it's fine. I, have, I actually <laughs> have no problem with how no, old no, I am. that's great. That's um, good. That's good. Yeah, because, like, what, 40 is the new 20 or whatever it is? Something like <laughs> that. Know. Plus, it's always good just to like who you are. Yeah. yeah. Plus, I feel like, I mean, my kids are in their 20s, and they still feel like babies. So I'm just like, <laughs> I mean, I feel like it's changed. You know, when I was mm-hmm. in my 20s, like, I thought I should have all my, you know, stuff together, but I really didn't. I'm going through that now in a big way. Oh, uh, you know, nobody, I mean, I should, I don't want to swear on here, but. You, you know, can if you oh, want. Okay, well, nobody's matter. got their shit together. Like, nobody does. And everybody who acts like they, they're just winging it anyway, mm-hmm. you know, so you're just like, wow, that guy's really got it together, but he doesn't have it together. Right. Nobody's got it together. Fake it till you make it. Yeah. Well, or just fake it forever. <laughs> right. You know, like, just keep trying and. And just be like, yeah, who I am is awesome as a person and yeah, yeah good enough. Absolutely. Be That's grateful cool. for what you got. Oh, always. So Brian was telling me about this um, unboxing video that you were a part of on YouTube. Oh. Yeah, what was how, that all about? How did that oh, okay. Happen? So that was um, <clears throat> Emma Naswich. She's a, uh, she's a blogger in New York 
and she is a um, she's a body positive blogger. And so, yeah, like you were saying earlier, I do a lot of stuff for body positivity. Mm-hmm. Um, that's super important to me. Like, wh- it doesn't matter, you know, who you are, what size you like. We just have had too much, um, uh, just too too many vibes where everybody's got to be exactly the same. Yeah, mm-hmm. all the TV, magazines, yeah. all that stuff. And I mean, and I grew up in act. the 80s and that was really bad. You know, I remember, um, and I've just been weird How tall forever. could you get your hair? Oh, my hair was big. <laughs> it was big, but it was big in a different way oh, than other girls because um, I had like an undercut, uh-huh. which was not, you know, I had like kid and play hair in like the ninth grade <laughs> was not a thing that white girls in Idaho were doing. <laughs> um, and I just was super weird. I was really into like Sid and Nancy and punk and and um, just anything that was like outrageous. And everybody around me was very into, you know looking like the Go-Go's or whatever, you know, just being mm-hmm. very, very same. And so I took a ton of heat, you know, from people um, in in junior high and high school for just being who I was. Um, right. I remember in seventh grade, I tried to conform for like a hot minute. Um, I tried to be like everybody else, you know, and wear their clothes and have that, you know, and people still n- thought I was weird. Like, I heard that all the time. Like, you're so weird. And I'd be like, why? What What is weird about me? I can't figure it out. But at that time, everybody, you know, had this sort of, I don't know, mold they wanted to fit into. And I just couldn't fit into it. So I was like, you know what? If you think I'm weird, <laughs> I'm going to next step this bitch. So <laughs> I totally Well, I think that really comes ch- through yeah. in your art, if you don't mind <laughs> me saying. No, right. next step, right? Yeah. No, it's really good. Yeah. I think people and, get frustrated when they're – painfully normal and you're interesting drew you know, i'm sitting right here but <laughs> what you they know, try to contextualize it within their realm of normalcy and it's like i, I feel you like you can't understand because it's not you would never be able to imagine being in this realm like you're I, I feel like that's really accurate because um i sort of went all the way through school thinking that i that people didn't really like me and also i just sort of had this like i don't care what sure. you think attitude and i was i mean i was you know, kind of a jackass because mm-hmm. I was just so brash at the time. But um, then in my adulthood, a lot of people would come up to me and they'd be like, oh, you were so cool. And I'd be like, what? You thought I was, oh, okay. You know, like, <laughs> I think you didn't think I was very cool back in the day. But Maybe they thought you were cool and then were a dick about it. They thought you were cool because they were too big of a coward to be themselves. Yeah, I think, I think that's probably. Yeah. And they're like, you just didn't care. You would do whatever. Yeah. And I was like, well, yes. I mean. Yeah. I kind of, uh, I kind of went lame. through the same, yeah. the same thing, and yeah. I was definitely into punk rock, and Black Flag was right? my favorite, and all that stuff, and I still had I'm my a friends. Bad religion fan, but yeah, it's <laughs> <laughs> so good. Yeah, everybody got to love Henry Rollins too, though you know. Of so, course, yeah. yeah. So I definitely understand that, but how how did you find stuff like that in in the eighties that that uh, sort of inspired you to be different? Yeah, because there was no like internet. Yeah, we didn't have the internet. For me, it was That's skateboarding, I and I would yeah, watch it was skateboarding. Video. It was skateboarding then too. Mm-hmm. So um, I had a bunch of friends who were skaters and who were skateboarders, and um, you know, I was like, I dated some skater guys because you know I thought they were just cool, and <laughs> and it was all from like they a were Thrasher cool. magazine. Sure. and just like hanging out at the half pipe and isn't it weird that that's like 
pop culture now to see like a kid wearing a thrasher oh i know sweatshirt it's like dude, you don't even know what that is exactly and then um so they actually um they had a little story in the paper back then um about some friends of mine that Mm -hmm. you know they skated all the time so it was that and then my mom used to take us to spokane to buy our you know clothes Mm -hmm. for school or whatever my brother would go like straight to like jc pennies and buy like three polos and two (laughs) pairs of levi's and i would go to like these weird like off the wall thrift stores, right? Because where I, stuff was cheap back then, and no I would buy, hot topic. Yeah, no, exactly. And so I would buy um, just like old vintage clothes and stuff. I just thought was awesome, and um, and I, my mom actually um, was at Book and Game Company. Um, oh. which is the bookstore in the mall. Yeah. So my mom was there from 1981 yeah, until great. pretty much it closed. Yeah, she was a part part owner, mm-hmm. and. Um, so I got a lot of books. I got a lot of books there. I read books about people who were punk, and then I read a lot of, like, existential bullshit, like Camus. You know what I'm really into still? Um, and just, you know, I was just anything that was, like, different. Mm-hmm. If it was weird, I wanted to, like, read it and consume it. And, like, you know, I was reading Kerouac and Ginsburg and, you know, just, like, what is out there. You know, so I got Those really guys into are that definitely kind of stuff. Out there. Yeah. yeah, and they're rad, like William Burroughs. No, they are. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was telling Drew that I enjoy. I liked Dharma Bums better than On the Road. Right. Yeah. Yeah, you know, Kerouac was just a great writer, but oh, yeah. um, you know, just it was r- pretty edgy. You know. Oh, very. Uh, yeah, especially then, when you're a kid. And I spent a lot of time in the library, like, yeah. um, you know. Shout out to Mrs. Funk. She was hanging out there, too, and at LHS. <laughs> uh, and all my kids, like, love her. She's so cool. Um, but my anyway, I spent a lot hair. of time. And they had just put in this computer system that was, like, not really the internet, but it was, like, an encyclopedia oh, okay. on um, on the computer. And you could look up anything. So, like, the beginnings of Valnet? Pretty much, yeah. Mm. And so I would – but you could look up a subject, and then you could, like, print up all the information about it. And I was in there all the time being, like, Andy Warhol. Oh, so I could just, like, whatever was, you know, I I wanted to learn about. And, um, yeah, so the library was awesome. And uh, just books. Love books. love, mm-hmm. And I love music. And I would go to, to the video shop um, later in life in my 20s and hang out with Randy and uh, go to um, Pepperland. Pepperland. Bob's the man. Um, <laughs> I miss that record store super bad. And It was great. I, yeah, I miss the bookstore great. and the record store. Yeah. So. I remember going in there as a kid and I was probably sixth grade or something mm-hmm. like that. And we would always skate from my mom's hair salon in, in Clarkston and go to the Lewiston Skate Park and then skate back and forth to the Clarkston one. And mm-hmm. one time I got up the courage to go into Pepperland and I was like, I'm going to ask if they have like Iggy and the Stooges records. Right. <laughs> and I was, you know, pretty much a kid at that time. Like I was 12 or something. Yeah. But that's and I asked him ask and I was that. like really shy yeah. and looking at the ground. He's like, How do you know about that? And I was like, oh, I don't know. I, I watch skate <laughs> videos and... I got really embarrassed. Right. <laughs> but you know, they had some stuff when I bought it. That's awesome. You know, you had those CD shelves in the middle. They're kind of like mm-hmm. this bluish oh, yeah. purple. When oh, I was, yeah. I went in there since I was a little, little kid, I would go hide under them. Oh, yeah. And because we would spend a lot of time there with my dad and him. Were oh, friends. yeah. And, and so I would, I would go under them and like have fun. And it was like, I would go boring. there and just totally lose track of time. To, well, mostly talking to Randy or, you mm-hmm. know, Vern or whoever was behind the register. You know, Bob and I could talk for, I mean, you start talking about music, you'd be there all day. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. That'd be really cool. Yeah. I'm, I'm envious that 
I didn't get to have more of those experiences. That would have been a, a cool yeah. time. Yeah, and then like even in Seattle, going to record store. I mean, there was like cool record stores, and mm -hmm. I um and then when I lived in Portland, I used to go to like uh, Millennium Music all the time and um, just check out, you know. The yeah. vinyl. I mean, like I, I could go in any old record store and just smell records all day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they smell so awesome. Like they old really records do. and old books have that smell that mm -hmm. just gets me high. I love it. <laughs> Even so, new records have a cool smell. Yeah, yeah that's true. Just They're just vinyl, not guess, quite the same. But no. I, I mean, but the vinyl quality is so awesome. Like mm -hmm. I got um, uh, Colt. Jim got me Coltrane's Blue Train on that like super heavy, heavy vinyl. Yeah, that records like enormous mm -hmm. um and it's it sounds great it looks cool you know it's gonna hold up but um you know so there's i think there's a good thing about new vinyl and old vinyl so Definitely. so back to the um unboxing thing oh yeah yeah so uh, you oh, hey. know so i don't know if i mentioned this before but i do have adhd and that's legit <laughs> no, that's I just like totally not forgot all about and it. i no, will is, just go off on a good. tangent i'll completely forget what i was talking that's about that's totally fine okay so let me explain Bring us back home. i sent a um i'm just trying to like ex you know when i said it was the summer of jamie so yeah. i'm trying to when i was 47 i was uh, when i turned 47 i thought you know, I really want to try to expand my art outside this valley. I'm doing fine in the valley. Like, people know who I am for the most part, you know, and I can get my art out there. But during the last so many years, people would um, contact me about, like, hey, I got this thing in Seattle or I got this thing. And I would just turn it all down. I said, you know, I, hey, I can't right now. I can't have a big online presence. I can't mm -hmm. do this thing or that thing. Because of my kids, you know, because my daughter um, really required a lot of um, care. And then also my son Ezra was diagnosed with autism as well. So I was just really busy doing that and I turned everything down. But now, like, they have great therapists. Things are going really well. I have more time and I can trust the people who work with them. So I decided, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to actually make an effort I kind of feel like an old dog trying to learn new tricks because I'm on Instagram and like I go on these uh, these profiles and these people have these amazing works of art, you know, and it'll be like, you know, so and so 21 self-taught, you know, and I'm like, yeah. oh, I'm old enough to be your mom. But um, <laughs> so anyways, I decided to maybe send some of my stuff because I make, you know, like a billion stickers uh, with my art and other products. And I thought, well, I'm going to send some of this out to some some people. And, you know, you kind of have to choose middle uh, of the road people that are accessible. Like if people right. are like too popular and they have like a million followers, they're not going to look at your messages. Right. <laughs> no. Their inbox but, is full. Right, anyway. right. But if they have like a... You mean Joe Rogan's not going to respond to my email? <laughs> God, Joe. Uh, but if they have like maybe 100,000, they, they might look at it, you right. know. So I just sort of you know, shout it out there. And I follow this gal. She, um, she's pretty cool. She was listed as one of the, uh, one of 2019's like, you know, uh, influencers that we are into or whatever, like a Buzzfeed mm -hmm. thing. And then she's been on good morning America and she's, you know, did a couple things. So I had been following her and I, I asked her if I could send her a box full of stuff and she said, yeah. And so I just got it all together and sent it off and she just freaked out. She was super pumped about all yeah, of it. Yeah. I watched, uh, I don't know if I watched the whole thing, but I watched yeah. a good chunk of it. She liked it a lot. Yeah. Yeah. The, my favorite part of it is I make these, um, magnets mm -hmm. that are, um, on ceramic tiles. So they're like two inch ceramic tiles. And then I like, um, 
embed my images in resin on the top of them and then so I do it all by hand but anyway she's like these magnets are so cool they're like really hard what is this is like cement and I'm just like <laughs> no, girl that. that's a tile yeah. like <laughs> I got that that was funny yeah so what all do you make so you said you make stickers obviously oh. of paintings um tile okay so magnets. I make uh I make magnets uh stickers like um I make necklaces and bracelets and earrings and most of that stuff is is resin so I I like get the images I have almost everything printed locally at Printcraft shout out to Printcraft nice <laughs> um the ladies down there are awesome and there's a guy too um he's cool too and <laughs> yes, yeah. um but I work with the ladies uh Kim and Beth mostly anyway so I have them print stuff I do all my own like graphic designer like sizing or editing it and then I send it to them they print stuff for me and then like I punch it out with a tiny punch and like put it inside the thing and then pour resin in it and bake it. I mean, I make all that stuff by hand. And uh, so that once I learned how to do resin, that like expanded what kind of stuff I can make. And I'm always just trying to think of something cool, you know, like what's a cool thing I could make right. with my art, you yeah. know? Um, Cause like, I mean, I'm obsessed with stickers since like the eighties. Um, so like, this is like my, my dream come true. Like I've made it as an artist cause my Cause art's on stickers. stickers. <laughs> Heck yeah. I mean, everybody can make stickers, but let's just pretend I'm cool. Yeah. It's like, um, as buttons, a musician, right? I make buttons, yeah. buttons as a musician, be able to put your, your music on vinyl. I feel like that's kind of the, right. The it's like you made too. it. Yeah. Uh, when Jim was in the Valley, they, the last album they put out, um, was the purple octopus album. I don't know if you've ever seen that. Mm -hmm. It's, um, they have some right now at Greenfield's glass and goods. So you should check right. that out. Yeah. Um, they so that album is, is stuff. super cool because it's purple splatter vinyl. So like hmm. it is this, you know, and, and now it's like specialty vinyl is like the coolest thing ever. Sure. But yeah, to have a record that you can play and you're like, that's me on the record. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Did you do the art for the album? Oh God, no, no, no we know we weren't together at the time that oh, that came I out. See. Yeah. And plus, you know, I mean, I've, people have asked me to do, um, art projects before and they'd be like, Hey, can you do this thing? And I'll do it. And then I think sometimes they feel like it's too feminine a vibe, but I'm like, bro, that's what I do. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, how do you ask someone to do something if you don't yeah. know at least a little bit about who right? They are? Well, I think the thing is that like sometimes people just think artists can create any kind of art at any time. Like, right. you can just yeah. like, oh, hey, can you pump out this thing? But if I do something, it's gonna have you know, it's gonna be my thing so mm -hmm. it's gonna have my my vibe all over it which is gonna be girly I guess um which is funny because I'm not that girly of a person you know I'm kind of a power tools and like chipped fingernails <laughs> kind of girl but uh so like right now for February um so this thing I'm really into right now is this draw this in your own style which is a big thing on Instagram where an artist will put out a, a painting and then they'll like try to get other people to do the same painting, but their interpretation of oh, it. Oh, that's kind of neat. Yeah. So, um, and it's a it's a big thing and it's a good way for people to like see your art. And for me, it's like a good practice. It, it makes me use palette colors that I wouldn't normally use or just kind of stretches me artistically. And um, for February, since it's Black History Month, I decided to do every Draw This In Your Style challenge as a black girl. So mm. I take every painting, and it doesn't matter who, I mean, it's a, it starts out as a white girl, when I paint it, it's a black girl. And so I use, I choose a black, you know, reference model, and 
and I'm trying to get better at doing like diversity in skin tones because white people are easy. They're super easy to paint. Are, are they? Yeah. Like, <laughs> I mean, there's just like not a lot to us, right? We're just yeah. kind of pasty and you know, just a little bit of shadow here and there. But like the diversity of skin tones is, um, is kind of a trick and something mm-hmm. that it's taken me a really long time and I'm trying to get better at it. So I'm probably going to be painting like 30 black women this month. That's awesome. Yeah. Where do you find your reference photos? Oh, like every single artist I go on Pinterest. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> that's it's funny because if you look through um if you look through uh art artists on on Instagram, you will see like a lot of stuff that you can be like, hey, I think I saw that picture on Pinterest. Mm. Because we all reference the same, you know, people. And a lot of times it's like um hair models, makeup models, just you just like photographers putting their portrait photography out. I just look for something that I feel like convey conveys emotion. I really want all my paintings to be really emotive Mm -hmm. so that when you look at them, it's not just like empty, but you get some sort of response from it. Yeah. It's not just uh, someone staring out of a window or something. Right. And then in, um, so I took a break from painting girls because I, I felt like I was getting kind of, um, to where I was painting the same stuff all the time. And that was like two or three years ago. And I, and I decided to paint, um, all regional stuff. Oh, and I did that's that. where we get the Blue Bridge Yeah, and so I did that for a while. Um, and also, uh, interestingly, so when I, I moved away from here, I was 17. And I was just like every other teenager. I was just like, God, I hate this place. It sucks. There's nothing cool here. You know, I'm, I might have said that Like, once. I'm too awesome for this valley, right? Isn't <laughs> yeah. that every, like, teenager? Uh-huh. And um, so then, yeah, right? So then I moved back here um, somewhat out of necessity um, because I had a baby and I needed help. And, and my parents were, you know, my parents are, like, the coolest. They love me a ton. <laughs> and so they're, of course, just welcome me back. And, you know, I moved back in with a kid. And... Um, so what I did then is like really start to see the the beauty around here. And I was just like, man, this is like the greatest place to raise kids. It feels so safe. Everything's gorgeous. I love these rivers. I love the these hills. hills. I you oh know, I mean just everything about it, like I'm I'm obsessed with the Palouse. Like I could just like take pictures of the Palouse all day and it'll be like four hundred of the same picture, you know, when you look <laughs> at it, but it was like it looked so cool. I had a you know those generic landscapes or whatever that'll come right. up on your computer yeah. screen there was one of the Palouse oh, and yeah. I, I opened up my computer I'm like I know what I know that because I've been the there. Palouse is so yeah. cool it was, looking it was you cool know it's an see. ocean of grain and oh, so literally um, it looks like an yeah. ocean it's amazing and so um, and I all the stuff that I have nostalgia for like um, I paint the the confluence a lot the view from the top of the hill you know, it's like when we were kids and we'd go, um, we went a lot to the Oregon coast or we'd go wherever, you know, on vacation. Or, And then as we were coming home, my brother and I would be like, who can see, you know, who can see it first? Who can mm-hmm. see the valley first? And so it's always looking down, you know, from the top of the hill. And, and I just loved that view. Mm-hmm. It just is home to me. Mm-hmm. Like that yeah. felt like home. And, uh, and I've painted it at night with, um, because that view, you know, coming home oh, at night, you just that's catch what those I lights. Now. It's really kid. cool. It, it reminded me of Starry Night. 
Yeah. Yeah. So it sort of has a Starry Night vibe. And it's just like those, you know, I remember it just like brings me this sort of peace when I see it if I'm coming home at well, night. It's a, it's a good a feeling. Yeah. Well, yeah, you're a kid. Well, for me, I was a kid. You're coming back from a road trip or right. something. You're like ready to get home. And then you, you come want, across and, and see all those like, lights. I made it. I'm here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And your dad says, which one's our house? Yeah, and, yeah. exactly. <laughs> there you go. So um, and I, I did that for I released all these paintings of Idaho and Washington and paintings of the valley. I did that um at an art walk and I wrote a whole thing about it you know sort of my love letter to this area because um after you know being too cool for school as a teenager I came back and it was really like wow this place is awesome isn't that kind of humbling it is I, super I've, humbling I've and started it's, to realize it's good that well that's kind of good that's kind of like the whole influence <clears throat> for us starting this podcast right? yeah mm-hmm. yeah you're like wait wait a minute yeah wait it a minute. might be awesome here yeah, yeah. 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 And, um, you know, I hear a lot of people say things like, oh, there's these closed minded people or whatever. Well, and sure, there's and a, the thing is, you find those, those people, people are everywhere. They are. They're everywhere. They're yeah. in every mm-hmm. town. They, you know, they're in every, even in suburban areas, you're mm-hmm. going to find the same people. So yeah. it's just life is what you make it. Yep. 100%. Exactly. We surround ourselves with rad people here. Like, there's so many cool people here. I can't even yeah. believe how many cool people there are. Well, and if something doesn't exist, make it. Exactly. Do it. Yeah. And, you know, one of the things that helps is how um, yeah. that this valley is really like getting more more culturally um, inclusive and mm-hmm. we're getting more um, arts and more music. Yeah. And I just every time I see any of that stuff, like public art, even if I don't like the particular piece of public art, I'm pumped that it's more pu- that it's more public art. Yeah. You know, like even if I even if I'm not like super into your band, I'm right. super pumped exactly. that you're playing. Mm-hmm. Like, I just love it because we need, you know, I'm all about bringing the arts in. And I yeah. think there is there are a lot of people in the valley who are really really supportive there are tons yeah even if they aren't an artist themselves there's a group of yeah yeah i started um i started a fundraiser called smash the skate a few years ago oh did you start that one yeah with with my good friend gregory ray yeah Um, was danny proshel involved in that or is that after he left no he was he was partially yeah partially kind of involved but uh my my whole goal with it was like well, punk rock, hardcore music, that was such a big deal for me when I was a right. kid and forming my worldview. Yeah. Like, even if people aren't going to really dig it from around here, I want to share that just because maybe somebody will. And, and you know, like I said, if if, the, if it doesn't exist, why not make it happen? Absolutely. And at the same time, we wanted to raise money for the skate park, which, again, you, was integral. And you know for, what's super – so first of all, I painted two uh, – it was like two or three skate decks to help raise money for the skate park when they did that. That's awesome. Um, and what's awesome to me about where the skate park is located is um, there's like some land – you know, there's like some uh, – there's some buildings over there. They're like in, you know, industrial or whatever. Mm-hmm. And there was some land behind it. Um, and a guy that I dated um, in like junior high, his dad owned some of that land. Mm-hmm. And he built like the valley's only half pipe back there. It was huge. They built it out of plywood and stuff. It was really mm-hmm. cool. Oh, that's neat. And so it was like really in like close proximity. It was like behind... Um, the marina, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. which was Tidyman's at the time. Right. <laughs> so that's Cold, how old I Coldest am. beer on Snake River right? Ave. <laughs> exactly. I, I wasn't around at that I'm time. Tidyman's old. <laughs> well, I, I'm saying they're going to have to change that now that groundwork is in. Oh. They can't, oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's they're going to be throwing heat. 
well, yeah, when, well, when Diamonds, I was a kid, you know, crashed and burned, sadly. So. Uh, well, and they moved it or whatever. Yeah. yeah. But when I was a kid, um, also tying back into the skate park thing mm-hmm. in that area, there was an indoor skate park that burned that was in that area as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just crazy. And, yeah. you know, and it was people always just got so hyper about skateboarders, especially in the 80s. Mm-hmm. They were like... Um, I used to drive this van all over town that had like 7,000 bumper stickers on it. I don't know Mm -hmm. if you saw it, but it was, uh, a lot of people could recognize it. I drove that thing to the ground. Now I'm driving a Subaru, which is 26 years old. So that's great. So there's three Subarus in my driveway. That's right. Yeah. A little ad for Subaru there. Anyway. Um, and I had the skateboarding is not a crime sticker on there, you know, which Mm -hmm. that's like throwing it way back, but. Right. Yeah. I had friends. Whose parents would just straight up not let them. They would yeah. not let them skateboard. You're like, that's a bad See, thing. See, I skateboarded skateboard. all the time, everywhere. It was yeah. fun. Oh, I my, did too. my husband uh, really wants to skateboard now, but I won't let him because we're on thousand. I don't need him to like break a leg. And it took me a few tries, but I did land a kickflip and was very proud of myself. <laughs> that is impressive. Yeah. That is impressive. I just. Um, my Ollie's not bad either. I mean, I, I just. After all these years. I get a little excited when I see, you know, like, oh, awesome. You know, that kids are still skateboarding. Yeah. And, you know, I just like to see that yeah i feel like that's like the beginning of your like entrance into this sort of counterculture you know yeah absolutely and one of the coolest ones in my yeah opinion. so we're talking about sort of our passions do you have other things that you're really passionate about outside of uh, art yeah like everything i, don't know. I mean like <laughs> if there's a thing i'm really passionate about it i don't um i mean my family 100 yeah. percent. like that's that's my main focus mm-hmm. um i mean i don't want to get political but you know I'm, you can do whatever you I'm a, want yeah. but i mean time. i think everybody knows i'm a big bernie supporter so bernie. it's like feel the, burn. feel the burn yeah and so what like, do you I'm, think about the iowa caucus uh, I think it was a shit show. I think I think we should only have paper ballots everywhere. Yeah. I think paper ballots a thousand percent everywhere, and then like that—that's it. I don't. I think we should stop with everything else. No more apps. No more machines. See, no more I'm, this many people on this side of the room, and that just paper ballots. I want to adopt the European style where it's six months before the election. Mm-hmm. You all get non-advertised the same amount of non-advertised airtime for your debates. And that's yeah, it'd be just fantastic. That. I mean, it's not like we can't do it. Yeah, well, you know, I'd like to see some real changes in the way we do a lot of things politically, but um, because everything is such a cluster right now, I well, it gives me so much anxiety, literally, that I try not to pay attention to most of it. And that's yeah. the best way to go. And I think. just like auto pay my twenty seven dollars a month there and you go. just cross my fingers. Well, and... we got to keep it local, right? We've got to bring right, everything exactly. back well, that's to what here. I'm saying exactly. you're Bernie more of a grassroots effort. And the Idaho resident, you know. Yeah. yeah. So you're in a red state. Uh, yeah, I am. Yeah. But, you know, my family is like, um, like old school Democrats, like way back, you know, mm-hmm. um, like my grandpa was a, he was rad. And, um, union guy. No, actually he, um, he worked for Bearings Incorporated, Neat. which was, uh, yeah. So my grandpa was in world war two and he, um, was, he was hit by a mortar in wow. world war two and he ended up spending, two years in the hospital um he first of all he lived so yay there and um it took him two years to recover so he was in the hospital in france for a year and then he came over on i believe it was the queen victoria Uh, could be wrong there and then he was uh in the hospital in california for a year he um sat outside and smoked cigarettes with betty grable all right stories yeah um mickey rooney wrote my grandma a letter about my grandpa and said he was going to be okay um anyways and he was uh he came back here and he was 90 percent disabled he had um like a 
two and a half inch lift in one shoe because one leg was shorter than the other. His body was full of shrapnel. He had some paralyzation. And he just worked super hard. And he was like the nicest, coolest dude. And everybody just loved him. And he was a Shriner and a Mason. He worked for Shriners to like raise money because he had a real heart for kids that were disabled. And he wanted to do that. And it gave him a lot of... um, focus so he was everything he was like the potentate and the grandmaster and oh that's so neat yeah he was he was rad i have two two memorial tattoos to my grandpa because he was uh he was awesome that's cool yeah so um anyway i don't know where drew went Oh, I don't man. know either. Uh, what what else did I like go off on a tangent? I can't remember. And forget about? I was like expecting him because I can't remember how we got here, and I don't know how to get back. Uh, wait, what were we I'm talking lost about? Yeah. Okay, we were talking about stuff. I don't even know. <laughs> yeah, and I like you know I always have to like tell people I can't remember anything. Um, I set so many reminders on my phone, and also like write stuff on paper calendars, and I write myself notes, and I will still forget. Well, we do announcements on on the beginning of the show, just kind yeah. of what's happening the weekend. This will come out next Friday mm-hmm. about what's happening that weekend. And I played at Riverport last night and forgot to <laughs> you plug forgot it. To I had it. to call him and be like, "Hey, am I playing uh, Friday or Saturday?" Because I meant to put it in my phone. And then, right, yeah. I'm going to be doing a show um, in uh, at Art Uncorked in March for Women's History Month. Oh, great. And, um, you know, so surprise of all surprise, I'll be painting women. Really? Um, yeah. <laughs> See, but, it's Women's History Month. Maybe you should paint. Me- no. Yeah, one. right. I have, I actually, okay, <laughs> no. so I did a, I did some stuff for Pride last year, and I actually painted some men. Um, I painted, um, I painted like four guys so like i painted a couple i painted a guy by himself and then i painted a trans man so i painted you know four men and um and you know i feel like i can do it i just i don't know i'm just really drawn to painting women yeah yeah and people are always like i wish you paint men and i'm like "Eh." (laughs) i wish you would yeah Uh, i don't know what to tell you there has to be some like there has to be some motivation in me to do it well it's again like asking somebody to just create something out of nowhere you don't go ask uh you know neil young to play a punk rock song right, you don't exactly. ask your tattoo artist that does traditional tattoos to do like a well, photorealistic tattoo. i do and they hate it but no <laughs> <laughs> sean Hellman does a lot of my tattoos uh-huh. and and i he i'm like an advertisement for him except for you know none of the stuff that i have is in his style because mm-hmm. i will just come at him with this like weird stuff and i'll be like i want you to do this thing but like this thing and he's like all right whatever but he's so skilled <laughs> he can totally do it the last um uh the last really weird thing i brought to him is i have this tattoo of pippi longstocking holding my dog pickles and um, it's in the style of Margaret Keene. So the big eyes, you know. Um, so it's like based on a Margaret Keene painting, but he had to turn the girl into Pippi Longstocking and turn the <laughs> dog she's holding into my dog, Pickles, who's a Yorkie. And he did it. He nailed it. So that's awesome. well, I think that's good for him. Makes him grow. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right? I used to work in the restaurant industry as a server. And uh-huh. um, my chef was um, Aaron Jollymore, you know, uh, 
shout out to Aaron there. And um, he was great. And I always used to like get people to order off the menu. You know, I mean, not, you know, not on the menu, but like just something like, hey, what are you feeling like? You know? And then they'd come up with something and I'd be like, all right, Aaron, what can you do? That's sort of this vibe. Oh my goodness. He loved it. He loved it. Yeah. He's super, super creative. And, you know, just like anybody else, if you have to do the same thing all the time, you you kind of, yeah, you kind of get tired of it. We were talking about your passions, by the way. Oh, my passions. (laughs) Yeah, you remember now? What That's was. what we were talking about. Yeah. And then we were talking about your grandpa, um, who was, was apparently super... the coolest person ever. My grandpa was amazing, yeah. You missed um, it. It was awesome. He smoked cigarettes with uh, Greta. Betty, with, Betty? With Betty? Betty Grable, yeah. Betty Grable. Oh, yeah, wow. outside the hospital. Um, anyway, I have, uh, I have a huge passion for people and um, for mostly the um, marginalized or disenfranchised people. So mm-hmm. um, You already said you were a Democrat. Yeah, yeah. So I'm at, let's see, what am I? I'm a bleeding heart liberal, social justice warrior. Great artist. Snowflake, cuck, whatever. I'm all those things. I want to get a liberal snowflake tattoo. I think that'd be hilarious. Yeah. Um, I, I don't give a shit what people call me. Um, I just really care about people. I don't think anybody should be starving. I don't you don't think need labels to treat people with respect and love. Right. And yeah. like tons of my family are, um, are veterans, you know, and they were in the military and I'm to... The fact that we have any veterans in the world that live on the street is bullshit. Like, that should never happen. I mean, why don't we have low-income housing for veterans? Like, I mean, even if you have, what if you have PTSD, if you have whatever, it doesn't matter. If you are having trouble and you need a place to live, you should not be living on the freaking street, you know? Mm-hmm. So, anyway, that's, so that's a huge passion of mine. And also, like, um, I guess body positivity is one, too, where um, I, I want... Everybody, not just women, but everybody to feel good about themselves. Um, men and women and sadly even children are like insecure about the way they look or how they are. Their bodies yeah, are built. Nuts. They're too tall. They're too short. They're too round. They're too skinny. They're too whatever. And none of that should be happening. So mm-hmm. we need to normalize, you know, all different bodies and all different, um, you know, all different ethnicities too and like just respecting different religions and you know whatever yeah yeah so absolutely um, i know you sent us a lot of your art that we're gonna put up on facebook and on the youtube okay when i get that way too much because i didn't know what to pick no it was perfect it was perfect but so where can if someone's listening and they're interested in finding your art they can find you on facebook uh yes so i'm on facebook under the art of jamie laws okay i'm it's pretty standard across the internet. Um, I'm on Twitter, uh, Art of Jamie Laws, I think. And I'm on Instagram under Art of Jamie Laws. Art of Jamie Laws. You can go to www.artofjamielaws.com. Oh, and that actually good, just good, takes good. you to my Etsy because I haven't... I tried to build a website and it was a total disaster area. <laughs> so I just rerouted it to my Etsy page. But um, So you can buy the art off Etsy then? Yeah, yeah. I do a lot of business off Etsy. Weirdly, I, um, I'm big in Kansas. Um, oh. Yeah, so like, hmm. I don't know. I send a lot of stuff to Kansas. Neat. I do have some friends in Kansas, so I don't know if that, uh. you know, is part of that, but... Um, but I've, I send stuff all over the place. I sent, I, I haven't gone international yet. I'm getting no. ready to change that so I can send stuff internationally. But right now I send stuff to pretty much almost every 50, all 50 states where people hmm. are ordering my, just my stickers and my bracelets. And, any places you never heard of or towns and or just all the time? Oh, all the time. Yeah. Yeah. I got to send, um, 
you know, I, whenever I get to send stuff to, to a new state, I'm always like, oh, that's kind of cool, you know, and, mm-hmm. and I'm sending it to Georgia or Texas or Florida or wherever, you know, and it's cool to think that, you know, there's a little bit of my art kind of all over the place. Yeah, that is yeah. fun. Yeah, That's it's really fun for me if I'm, like, walking through a parking lot and I just see, like, one of my Idaho stickers on somebody's car or something, and I'm like, oh, I made that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is awesome. Well, what about uh, physical spaces here around the valley? Like, you mentioned the fourth wall. Is there other yeah. places? Oh, no, it's not the fourth wall. It's uh, Art Uncorked. Art Uncorked, yeah, really. Right, sorry. right. It's okay. They, it's a long story. Anyway, let's not get into that. But <laughs> I have stuff at Art Uncorked downtown, a lot of stuff. I have stuff at Born Again Consignment in the Orchards, um, Crystal Monda's business. Business. I have um, stuff at Greenfield Glass and Goods. Uh, Matt Plemons is a friend of mine. We go way back. And I have stuff at Sherman's Hard True Value, which is such a cool little store. They got all sorts of cool stuff. They do have a lot yeah. of neat stuff Like in stuff there. you don't even think they're going to have. Like I just, right. she just put up a thing the other day. They have like a whole wall of like puzzles. Uh-huh. We used to sell puzzles at, at Book and Game. We had this wall of puzzles. And I haven't seen that in forever where you can go get like cool jigsaw puzzles. Yeah. And they have those there. Um, and I have stuff at Vista House um, at the top of the hill. I had a show up there, and they've got some of my stickers and very cool stuff. Yeah, um, you know. And then I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna take some stuff over to Sativa Sisters and mm-hmm. have some over there. I'm. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't smoke the marijuana, but I do. <laughs> uh, I do. Uh, you know, support that. My daughter is in the cannabis industry, so you know, and oh, I'm sweet. and I'm very proud of her, and she's very well educated and. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we we were discussing earlier that we'd like to have uh, uh, Matt come on the show and talk about sort oh, of his Matt's his process awesome. into yeah. legalization, getting his business going, and how wow. that all shook out. That well, yeah, be... Matt, and then maybe some other people too that could talk about that whole process because Clarkston held out for a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, I'm gonna go ahead and say that Matt is like really the reason that we have posh stores there because um, he it was his lawyer. That, you know, I'm sure he had to pay a bajillion dollars to who just kept fighting and fighting and fighting for them to be able to, you know, open those stores. And so he really, um, you know, he did a lot of work. It's what's funny is that um, he helped me put in um, some fencing at my house. And it was probably a year before this whole before everything got legalized. And I remember him like telling me. You know, um, about how, like, they can make oil out of, I mean, all this stuff. And then he's like, yeah, and then they're going to legalize it in Washington and I'm going to have a store. And I was like, no way, dude, that's not going to (laughs) happen. And he's like, yeah, it's going to happen, you know. And I was like, no, they're not going to, nobody's going to go for that. And then it just happened, you know, and he has just, I mean, he's plugging away. That guy must work, you know. 12 now they've hours got a day. the cigar store open next to it. Yeah, so they have the glass and goods store, and they have the cigar store. And um, my dad's been smoking cigars for like 25 years, so he's probably their number one customer. He started <laughs> going over there. Um, and, you know, that's it's awesome. I just I love to see my friends succeeding with their small businesses. And, um, you know, I have some friends that are just killing it. Mm-hmm. And I'm super, super proud of all of them. Awesome. Well, we're just in about a little bit over an hour and we don't want to take up too much of your time. Yeah. So just pretty busy. Yeah. You've got some. (laughs) I'm going to go home and paint and then I got a birthday party. There you go. See what I say. So we've got just a few more questions that we wanted okay. to ask before we right, before we cut out of here. Be brief. Um, <laughs> no, no. Yeah, you can elaborate time. as much as you want. Yeah, we we're just, in no hurry. We don't want to take up too much of your time. So, uh, so I don't know. Hmm. 
Is there anything you want to plug? Any other uh, business? I mean, you've done a great job talking about where we can find everything, but if there's anything else that you're part of you want to give a shout-out to, um, feel free. I really like Hogan's. Um, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> did you see my Hogan's painting? Oh, whoops. Oh, did you do that? No, Or you no. bought it? Yeah, that's oh. from Dee Dee Wood, actually. Oh, Dee Dee, I love Dee Dee. She oh, gave yeah. me my first haircut, actually. So, did actually. you... I don't know if you saw about actually. my project that I did this last art walk. No. Okay, so that was kind of a really cool deal. I decided, um, I usually paint just women, you know, that I find online, but I decided to paint 12 local women. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I chose 12 women that um, I felt just sort of really represented, um, you know, like A, people who've been through some shit because like all people have. And yeah. then, um, you know, just people who seem strong to me and exuded this sort of like something you could look up to. So um, I chose, and I'm going to have to think of everybody now. Um, <laughs> uh, my brain's going to go blank. So I had Megan Pierce. From uh, Hogan's mm-hmm. and Tracy Vallandigham and um, uh, Caitlin Harris, and she's at Ampersand, and um, Caitlin Cushman and Megan uh, Chavez Anderson. She owns the the Montessori School, and Justine Walters, who is an incredible artist and tattooist, um, has Looking Glass uh, tattoo, and I uh, Dee Dee was one of them. Okay. Yeah, and Jamie Martin and Crystal Monda and um, my friend Melinda George. So, like, did I forget? So- oh, and Jenny Purrington, and I know I'm probably forgetting somebody because I'm. Well, not if you remember, at- just shout it out. Okay. Uh, all right. So anyway. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, I know. And Annie Holt. Perfect. You know, Annie fucking Holt, you know? Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, they, I, what I did was, um, I worked with Joe Anderson who has lucidity photography and he was super rad. He donated his time to do this and we would meet in his studio, just me and the woman I was painting and Joe sort of had his little clicker and he was off to the side and it was completely unposed. And what I did was I just talked to the women and I asked them stories about, to tell me about their life. And so each session was a little over an hour and they would just tell me and I'd ask them just some basic questions like, you know, tell me about something that broke your heart, you know, or tell me about something that brings you a lot of joy or, you know, just different things like that. And these women would tell me their stories and they just blew my mind. Like they were every single one of them, you know, were just my, my whole thing is like when you get to know someone's story it's crazy because you start to like see the, you know, the heartache they've been through or what has molded them as a person. The stuff you don't see when you just look at somebody. Well, you can see them almost more clearly as a person and with more understanding once you right. know about them. So, um, when, so then what I used that whole conversation and the, and then I took the candid photos and they would just look at me and talk to me and Joe would, and I would move around the room. So we got different angles And then I used those photos and the conversation to paint sort of who they were in a portrait. Um, So, like, I painted um, Caitlin Harris. She just happened to have her hands together, looked like in a praying pose at one point. And um, she told the story about how um, her mom died of Huntington's Korea. And it was just, you know, really hard. And then she went through all sorts of stuff. I mean, that was just, I, I can't believe all the things she has, like, endured and but she's so like bright and cheerful and like such a great person just you know you if you just meet her you're just like oh you're so awesome you know you're an artist and a and a chef yeah and, someone who can go through something and right. then still be a, just a happy person or 
a good person to be around is yeah. pretty impressive. So I painted her um, sort of looking towards this light, like a sun, you know, um, this glow, and then with this whole storm behind her. So behind her was this storm with, like, lightning and clouds and darkness, and then she was looking towards the light. Like, you know, she's just, her outlook is still bright, even though she's been through all this stuff. So basically mm. I just took their whole story and then turned it into, you know, a painting. Um and so the women, then I, I had all those paintings up and I covered them up. I didn't show them to anybody till our walk. And so as the women came in, I would uh, show them their painting, you know, and then they would, you know, either tell me I got it right or I didn't. <laughs> I think, I think I nailed it. I think you got it right. Uh, I, I would people. imagine. Yeah. Um, yeah. And they were all really excited. It was a very emotional experience. And then. Sounds um, like it. Yeah. And that art walk was, it was huge. And so people came through and then they would, I wrote a thing about why I painted what I painted and it was below every painting and people would come in and read them and look at the painting and they would cry. And I was like, yes, you know, <laughs> um, only because like my whole thing as an artist is to like convey this emotion. Yeah. You know, if I'm not doing that, then I'm <clears throat> really not doing my job. And, um, you know, and then upstairs I had like little stuff for people to buy. Generally, I have when I do an art show, I try to do, um, you know, I try to do uh, a bunch of paintings or different things where the price point is pretty low. I don't sell my art for a lot; just never have. I think it's kind of difficult to in the valley. Yeah, but it's not just. I mean, I could sell it for more, like probably online. Mm -hmm. But my once I do a painting, I'm done with it. Like I'm done with that painting, and I need to move on to the next painting. And Paintings do me no good at my house. I don't, they're nothing. They're just like on a, you know, a shelf. I've got a bunch of them stacked up. And so I don't want to keep them. And, you know, I have already put myself into them and then they need to go on to their next life. Yeah. And so um, I want art to be really accessible mm -hmm. to people. I would way rather sell a painting for $50 and have somebody be able to purchase it, put it in their house. And then when they see it, it brings them some sort of happiness and then it's that painting is doing its job then, you know. Um, so I I don't know that I would ever sell my paintings for, you know, I mean, you'll see people put stuff on the wall and they're like, that's $500. That puts it out of the reach of so many people. Yeah, you, know? you want to you make money because it's worth something. I yeah, mean, I mean, if, if we go by the... like how many hours, you know, I mean, I'm making like $2 an hour. But exactly. it, that's not why I'm doing it. You know? No, you also want to share it and, like you said, yeah. have it be accessible because right. art is important. It's important, especially if you have kids around, to have some art up. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's just all that – it does a lot of good. And so it's good to have right. it accessible to people. And I'd rather uh, have something that somebody can afford where they're buying original art instead of something at, like, Pier 1 or Ross because that doesn't really – you know, that, that doesn't mean anything. But if you have some original art on the wall, like, that is somebody's, like – blood sweat and tears went into that or whatever you know they really it's part of them and then it, it just continues to put that energy out into the world so yeah it's good and to support local artists too. oh absolutely and there are some amazing ones in this valley yeah like really just like the musicians I and mean, we got great musicians we got great artists so who are your favorite artists or uh, if you have a name just a couple or do you uh, have Frida a favorite Kahlo one? is my she's my muse forever um mm -hmm. i started getting really into Frida Kahlo when i was like 12 or something like I learned about her and her story is so crazy but also her art is um awesome um uh Gustav Klimt I'm really into Klimt um 
Rennie McIntosh, Charles Rennie McIntosh. She's a, um, uh, uh, Muka. So he's a, um, like an art, Art Nouveau artist. So really like Art Deco, Art Nouveau, and Surrealism. Those are my, those are my three. Yeah. You mentioned Salvador Dali earlier. Yeah. I like Dali. Not as much. He's not really my guy, but, Mm. um, you know, I have respect what he did. And, um, you know, there's, it's just hard. There's uh, Botero, I really like. Um, Botero did all those, like, super round people. He's a Spanish artist. Oh, neat. Yeah, so, um, I don't know. There's there's a million. I've spent so much time reading about artists, and, and I went to Chicago. I've been to Chicago a couple of times, and they have the Art Institute of Chicago there. And that's the one that they go through in Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is the moment with the Ex- pointillism. With the pointillism, yeah. yeah, with the big <laughs> afternoon in the park by Seurat. And that painting is huge, and it's super cool. But there's, like, Degas over there. They've got Van Gogh. They've got, I mean, they got everything. they got Botticelli. And um, they had that massive Chagall window. That was it's the blue glass that, you know, mm-hmm. in the movie, they're, like, getting that reflection on. They had to take that down. I guess, last I heard, because of, like, earthquake. They didn't want it to... You know, it's not like they don't... The building's not sound enough or something. But, um, yeah, just, you know, absorbing that art. I mean, I'm not going to... There have been... There's been more than one time I've stood in front of a painting and just cried, like Mm -hmm. a Medigliani or a Van Gogh, and just been like, I am this close to this painting that that artist, like, you know, their hands were on that. Right. You know, they're... And if they're like me, there's spits in that, you know, like (laughs) you lick your finger and try to fix Uh something, you know, it's like, what's (laughs) crazy is there's like, uh, you know, and you're, you're like 12 inches away from it. Mm -hmm. And that's just that history is there. I mean, it it just blew my mind. I haven't seen any Frida Kahlo paintings in real life because they haven't been in the States too much, except for the past couple of years. And this summer they're going to be in Portland and I'm going to go see them. Yes. And I will just like ball like a baby. Probably. (laughs) I'll just be like, Ooh, it'll be a lot. That sounds like fun. Yeah. It's I'm, I'm overwhelmed just thinking about it. Like Mm. that's how into art I am, I guess, you know, I'm just over, I I guess we like talking to people with passion. It's like if you're going to meet a musician that you're really into and then, you know, you think you're going to be really cool and you turn into a total idiot, (laughs) you know, like I met Richie Havens before, um, Richie Havens was, uh, at Woodstock. He's the one who sang that song freedom, you know? And Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, so I was really into Richie Havens big time. And he played at this, uh, still Guamish festival of the river with Colin Hay and some other people. And I, so I got to meet him. I got to go up and talk to him. And I was just like, uh, cause when I was a kid, I used to watch that Woodstock video over and over mm-hmm. again. Yeah. And he was, he was like, yeah, you know, that's awesome. And, and, um, he's like, yeah, the, I didn't even know I was going to have to play that song. I just made it up cause the Rolling Stones were late or whatever, or it was the who, or I don't remember who it was, but anyway, so he was just like, you just think you're going to be able to say way cooler stuff, you mm-hmm. know? And then you just come up and, and blah, you're just blah, like, blah, 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 blah. I like you. <laughs> Well, okay, you can't say the seven devils, but who's your favorite band? <laughs> um, well, I don't know if you noticed this, but... Uh, uh, yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah. so I, I do have the Beatles tattooed on my arm, and I am a huge Beatles fan. Um, they're probably my earliest influence, but, um, you know, they're like... I, I don't know if I could say I have a favorite. I'm a big... Who are you into right now? Yeah, what... Oh, what? right now I'm super into Tones and I. Oh, um, I don't know who that is. Oh, she's Australian. Hmm. 
Yeah, she's super awesome. She has this song Dance oh, Monkey. She's got a yeah. weird. She's got a really weird voice. She was it, on it uh, like me. Fallon or Conan or something like that. I yeah. yeah, and of well, course Lizzo. Everybody loves Lizzo. And I took a DNA like, test. Yeah, turns out. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. Exactly. She's she's amazing, and I love everything she does, and she takes a lot of heat for for it, and um, and I she just stays strong, and I know. That she also, you know, she has depression. She talks about that online, and she's really honest about that. I think that's good. I talk um, online a lot of times about my mental health. Um, you know, I have anxiety, depression, like everybody else in the world. But, you know, um, and how I deal with that and how it's affected me in different parts of my life. Um, I'm usually pretty, I'm pretty real about everything because I feel like that encourages other people to be real. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. And then I guess lastly, do you have any sort of advice for people that want to get into doing art? Yeah, absolutely. Do it. <laughs> no, I mean, really, that's yeah. how you, that's how you get into it. You just do it. Yeah. Like, um, you know, one of the best things to do is to look at art, uh-huh. look at art as much as you possibly can. And, you know, um, a lot of art is just trying to copy what somebody else is doing because you're getting influence like that, just mm-hmm. like music, you know, where you're like, that chord sounds really awesome and I'm going to turn it into this other thing. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, you can be inspired by a ton of different artists by absorbing that art and then just being like, I wonder if I could do a brushstroke kind of like that or how that would look um, and experimenting with just as many different kinds of, you know, um, of mediums as possible because, you know, I really sort of made up the way that I create art, like the layers that I use. Um, cause a lot of times people are like, what is that? You know, they can't quite figure well, it yeah, out. You were saying you used all those different mediums. Yeah. So like when I do a basic painting, I paint on like chipboard, it's like unprocessed, like craft paper, sort of but thick. And, um, I, I do like, I just like, I outline it in ink and then I do oil pastel and then I do pan pastel on top of that. Pan pastel is like a hard, well, it's soft actually, but they're like these little, like make, they looks like makeup and you apply it with like a makeup applicator. It's very hmm. bizarre. Um, but that medium has like those, all those mediums like opened up my art in different ways. So like, and I started, they're all in experimentation, you know, it's like, so will this work here? And then sometimes I'll be doing something and I'll be like, okay. If I use watercolor pencil and a marker blender, that makes this work. And it's just from trying it. So, you know, and I have, I need to get way better. Like, we all need to get. We all do. Right? It's so, good. It, that's what, it's one of those things where you got to, it's be happy with who you are and proud of how far you've come. But you've always got to strive to get better at the yeah. same time. And it's, and it's a lot of, it's about finding that mix. Because right. a lot of what I found about anxiety and depression is like, if you get too caught up in like. Oh, I want to get better. That can make you anxious. And if you think about right, mm-hmm. right, yeah. As far as my mental health goes, you know, like I, uh, you know, I that's, I go, you know, to the doctor obviously, and and they meds are nice. I like those. <laughs> um, they help me out a lot, and um, and really just like mindset and you know striving and trying to trying to focus on things that are going to help me out. And also a really important thing that I have found is cutting out the stuff that, um, brings you down. Yeah. Like I don't yeah. watch the news because, um, it just makes me super depressed. Yeah. When I was young, like, um, you know, like 18, 19, like I would just get 
massively depressed because I of the world. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like what's going on in Africa or what's going on. I mean, yeah, you have to be aware of yeah. what you focus on it's and like, how to tune tune yourself. You don't want to ignore the fact good. that the you know the planet's on fire or whatever, but. Mm-hmm. You also can't just get so, I mean, if you're really an empath, which I am, um, you just get so absorbed with how other people are suffering that it, it becomes almost impossible to function. Yeah. So I know what my like real triggers are. And so a lot of times I have to just like remove myself from situations. And the older I get, the more that I'm just really like, this is something I can do in my life. This is something I cannot do in my life. I don't have a problem you know, it's it's very yeah. it's been very hard for me. Um, I got really burned out a couple of years ago because I said yes to pretty much everything. That I didn't like to let people down. That's something I think it's a really important thing to go through is learning yeah. how to say no to stuff. And mm-hmm. I and I really got like like clinical burnout. Like I got really sick, and I just was like, I mean, it was I was in a terrible place, and so I had to like tell people no I had to learn how to tell people no and it's still I feel a I feel a twinge of like ugh, you know every time I have to say I can't do that painting well, for you well especially as an artist you spend so much time trying to want people to have you do stuff right it's really hard to, and weird to, to turn around and say oh no I'm not gonna do that when right. you spend so much time trying it's to it's like am I yeah. creating this art for myself or am I creating for other people I mm-hmm. guess it's a little bit a little of bit both. of both yeah and also like I do um, um, I have done commission portraiture and some commission pieces, but at, at this point I only do like maybe two or three and I do them around Christmas, like for gifts. Um, but I don't take them throughout the year. They, they suck a lot of, out of me because, sure, um, I could see that. I just have to put so much into them and it's so much of a, I'm trying to please you. Normally when I'm painting a painting, it's like I'm <clears> painting <throat> it and if people like it, I'm going to be super pumped about it. Yeah. And if they don't like it, just please don't tell me. Yeah. Um, that, <laughs> that's all I care about. Oh, man. Cool. Well, Drew, do you have anything else on our list there, or do we exhaust it? I think it is exhausted. I just want to say thanks. Um, it's been really cool to hear some of your stories and, and um, some of the wisdom you've imparted on us about everyday life. And, and uh, I don't know that I'm that wise. But <laughs> <laughs> and it was just a really good time having you on. Thank you. I had fun. Yeah, maybe uh, we'll have you back someday. Okay. I don't know what I'll talk about. Uh, you know, you can get me you off seem, on any you topic. You have a lot to talk about. <laughs> So it'd be uh, it'd be easy, it'd be fun. I don't know. Maybe if something fun comes up in your art or you win some awards or something, we can have yeah. you back in. Yeah, I don't see me winning any awards, but ah, uh, um, you never know. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks again. It was good having you in. Yeah. Thanks. That was Jamie Laws, everybody. Uh, that was a great conversation. What do you think, Brian? Man, I had a whole bunch of fun having her in. She was a bundle of energy. Uh, yeah. She said she was no fun, so she's no fun Jamie Laws, but I actually <laughs> had quite a good time. Yeah, she had plenty to talk about, and all of which was interesting. It definitely was, and her art's really good. Uh, we're, we're putting this uh, podcast up on YouTube now, or I am maybe. Hopefully I've got around to it by now. And so you'll, if you listen to it on uh, YouTube, we'll post some of her paintings up there. We'll have some of her paintings on Facebook. 
Uh, we forgot to ask her to plug herself at the end, but she plugged herself in the middle. And you can find all of her stuff at Art of Jamie Laws. That's she's got an Etsy, an Instagram, a Facebook, Twitter, all those good things. And I highly recommend you go out and find some of her art. She has really cool stuff in the valley about mm-hmm. the valley. A lot of women, uh, a lot of beautiful women she paints, and, and body positivity stuff, and all that, all that good stuff. Yeah, definitely. And it's always important to support our local artists. And uh, I mean, I hope we can keep doing these artist profiles. It was kind of a, a goal of the show as we as we set out doing this. And it'll be really cool to keep doing them as they come in. Absolutely. Um, man, I think that's it for me. Uh, I can't wait to do next week's episode. And man, just go about the rest of my day. I want everyone out there listening to have a great day today. I want you to smile at somebody. I want you to pat a small child on the head and give them a thumbs up and say, "At a kid. You know, that's what I want for all my listeners, just to feel that warmth in their heart and to just spread it around like a disease. Sweet. I don't think anything Coronavirus else of the heart, Drew. Okay. I can get on board with that. All right. Well, everybody have a good week. We'll talk to you later. Thanks, guys. Thank you.